Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 107. In today's podcast, 12 new and emerging natural remedies for the most common dog and cat health conditions. Cancer, allergies, ear infections, seizures, fleas, diabetes, ACL injury, wounds, and natural antibacterials, natural antivirals. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or suggestions, feel free to post a comment about this podcast episode on the blog at www.theinternetpetvet.com. I encourage you to get a copy of my new free book, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, in which I share the most important foods to keep your pet healthy and naturally treat disease. You can get your copy by going here, www.veterinarysecrets.com. Now let's get right into today's podcast. I'm starting with number 12, melatonin for cancer. So melatonin is known as a sleep hormone. You likely have taken it yourself. You're having an issue getting to sleep. It's being used in our animals for sleep. It's being used in our animals for hair growth. We can have dogs that have idiopathic hair loss. We don't know why, what's going on. We do know that melatonin will affect hair growth. Then thirdly, the effects of melatonin on cancers have been widely studied with a focus on hormone-dependent cancers. It's also now being used in our animals for cancer. In clinical trials, melatonin has shown the ability to enhance the therapeutic effect of various anti-cancer drugs. And not only that, it's also going to help improve the sleep and life quality of our dogs and cats that have cancer. The conclusion of the study said that overall, the impressive efficacy and safety of melatonin support it as a promising agent for both the prevention and treatment of cancers. When we're looking at doses for our dogs, a 10 pound dog would take one milligram twice a day, a 20 to 50 pound dog would take three milligrams twice a day, and a dog over 50 pounds would take six milligrams twice daily. It's also safe to be giving to our cats. Number 11, a new treatment for seizures in our dogs. Well, up to 30% of animals do not respond well to conventional medication. They don't respond well to phenobarbital. They don't respond well to potassium bromide. Their seizures are just not being controlled. So there's a big, big principle here that you should take in, and it really may be beneficial to help your dog if you've got a dog that has epilepsy. Consider adding in MCT oil. It's a type of oil that is isolated from coconut oil. When we're looking at doses of it, we're starting it at about a quarter of a teaspoon twice daily, and eventually you want to increase that to one teaspoon twice a day. It's based on the principle of using fat, which is then converted in the liver to ketones as a source of energy for the brain that then decreases seizure activity. They're seeing great results when this is being applied to children that have epilepsy. There's now a specific veterinary food and what they've added in is 5% MCT oil. And by doing that, they're seeing a dramatic reduction in seizure activity. So if you've got a dog that has epilepsy, consider adding in MCT oil. Number 10, treatment for CKD, that's chronic kidney disease. So chronic kidney disease is very common in our cats. We're saying up to 30% of cats past the age of 13 have some degree of chronic kidney disease or CKD. In fact, some estimates are putting it as high as 50%. It is now thought that the primary nutrient that is initially damaging the kidneys is phosphorus. Phosphorus comes out of protein. One of the ways to decrease the amount of phosphorus in your cat's diet that's damaging their kidneys is by adding in a supplement that's gonna bind the phosphorus. One veterinary one in particular is called epikaitin. It's a shellfish-based supplement and it's called chitosin. 
many animals readily eat it. This epichitin works in a couple of different ways. Initially, the calcium carbonate, it's from ground shellfish, decreasing the amount of phosphorus in the diet. Then secondarily, it'll also decrease the amount of urea and creatinine because of the ingredient chitosan. And that's also the big, big principle as kidney failure advances in our cats. Less urea, less creatinine, those are the end products of protein metabolism. Your cat feels much, much better. If you've got a cat with CKD, consider epichitin. A couple other things I wanted to mention about cats with chronic kidney disease is the anti-nausea meds. So as kidney failure progresses, a lot of these guys feel really sick. Increasing urea, increased creatinine, these two kidney toxins. They can make your pet vomit, drool, and generally feel inappetent. Two options, one famotidine sold under the brand name Pepsid. The dose is 0.5 milligram per pound every 12 to 24 hours. The next option is Slippery Elm. It's a natural herbal solution. It's made from the Slippery Elm tree and they just ground out the bark. Works really well in our cats that have CKD. We're looking at cat doses, about 400 milligrams per day. Sprinkled into your cat's food, you're gonna add a little bit of water and mix it into the canned food. It's very safe, no side effects, well tolerated by most cats and often works really, really well. Number nine, some new dog allergy remedies. A couple options to consider. Number one, there's these new topical remedies that help the skin barrier. Conventionally wise, you can get a product called Allerderm Spot On from your veterinarian. It contains ceramides and other fatty acid containing liquids that help rebuild the skin barrier. But there is a natural home remedy to consider, which is also considered a natural ceramide. It's the fat that comes from sunflower oil. It has the highest amount of natural ceramide of all the oils out there. And it's something that you could apply topically or to your dog, as well as giving to him orally. You'd wanna do an oral dose at about a half a teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight daily. And then you could put that equivalent amount on the top of their back, similar how you would apply Advantage. Do that for a two to four week period, assess whether it's helping or not. Next, consider beta-cestosterol. It's a nutrient or a steroid, a type of fat that's found in soy. Again, it can help decrease the level of paritis or itchiness in your dog. In people, the supplement is most commonly used for things such as lowering cholesterol and improving symptoms of BPH or benign prostatic hyperplasia. Studies have shown that beta-cestosterol, it attenuates atopic dermatitis in animals. In other words, it decreases the level of itchiness. The dog beta-cestosterol dose is one to two milligrams per pound twice daily. Number eight, dog ear infections. First, I wanna give you a new ear cleanser. A really good option you've probably not heard of is witch hazel with aloe. Witch hazel is often used for people on their skin. It's an astringent, so it's gonna bind and dry up the fatty tissue. And that's what we wanna do when you've got an ear infection. You're gonna bind up all that fatty tissue within the ear. Secondarily, witch hazel with aloe makes it a really good anti-inflammatory. They're a super good option initially to clean the ears. It's this easily flowing liquid. You might put one to two teaspoons into your dog's ear, rub the base of the ear really well, wipe the excess out. Once the ear is clean, then you can treat the infection. A good way to treat the infection is to use a combination of one part coconut oil, one part apple cider vinegar. Warm it up so it's all in a liquid base. Then you can apply five to 10 drops in both ears twice daily for seven to 10 days. This way, Using coconut oil and apple cider vinegar will treat most of the yeast infections, as well as most of the bacterial infections, as well as also naturally decreasing inflammation in the ear. 
Number seven, a new diabetes treatment. So diabetes itself is an increase in blood sugar. In our cats, typically it's called type two diabetes. They no longer respond to insulin. In our dogs, it's typically type one diabetes. They're not making enough insulin. Regardless, there's a supplement called Rutin and it may offer specific anti-diabetic benefits. It's been studied by researchers and they found that Rutin significantly decreased fasting sugar, showing that it helps protect against hyperglycemia. The initial study was done on animals. There is every reason to believe it may be beneficial for your dogs and for your cats. The standard Rutin dose is 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Number six, a brand new flea remedy. It's not really new at all. It's an old remedy. It's just very few people are aware this can be beneficial for fleas. It's coconut oil. In recent research published in Scientific Reports, the USDA's Agriculture Research Service, ARS, scientists identified specific coconut oil fatty acids that have strong repellency and long-lasting effectiveness against multiple insects, mosquitoes, ticks, biting flies, bed bugs. That's huge. In particular, they focused on an acid called lauric acid that's in coconut oil, but that's just so impressive that here we've got this completely natural product, no side effects, good for your dog's skin, good for your cat's skin, safe if they consume it, makes huge sense. You wanna look to a natural option to control fleas, ticks, consider coconut oil. Number five, there's a herbal supplement called licorice root, it can be really helpful for your dogs and cats. Its claim to fame is sweet root, and the root itself is very sweet. In Chinese medicine, this anti-inflammatory root has been used for centuries. Here are some of the benefits for our dogs and cats. One for allergies. It's considered the natural corticosteroid. A standard dose is a half a mil of the tincture per 20 pounds of body weight twice daily for a maximum of 14 days. Number two, for cough or sore throat. One of licorice root's most well-known uses is to ease congestion from coughs and colds. It acts as an expectorant, helping to loosen and expel phlegm, and it has a soothing effect on irritated mucous membranes. Number three, relieving stomach ulcers. Licorice root has antibacterial properties, and it's been found to help relieve stomach ulcers, many of which are caused by H. pylori. Number four, for acid reflux and digestive support. This is something you're gonna be using long-term, so you need to be using a type of licorice called DGL or D-glyceride licorice. So it's very specific uh, as an antacid, and many people are using it as a natural antacid. The DGL licorice dose is 10 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. The number five, it's got impressive anti-inflammatory and immune system support. Licorice root has over 400 ingredients. I mean, many of these has been shown to be very beneficial in helping controlling the immune response, preventing autoimmunity. I.e., you've got a dog, a cat that's got an autoimmune disease. This is one of the few natural products that could be beneficial for your dog and cat. Number four, how to help heal your dog's ACL injury without surgery. I wanna add some key points here you probably haven't heard of. Number one, some studies are now suggesting that 85% of dogs, 30 pounds and less, can fully heal ACL tears without surgery. In people, many studies are suggesting that rehabilitation is more important than surgery for long-term positive outcomes. So if you can't do surgery for your dog, what should you think of? Number one, strict controlled activity for 12 to 16 weeks. You need to allow for good scar formation on the inside of the knee to restabilize that torn ligament and keep the joint stable. But this means leash walks, no ball chasing, no jumping up. And that's for three to four months. Next. 
do massage and prom or passive range of motion. Here you're massaging the area of your dog's leg to keep the muscles moving. Secondarily, you're supporting the knee, flexing and extending that leg, the lower part of the leg, because then you're gonna create joint fluid, you're gonna get cause those muscles to contract. And by doing so, we're gonna maintain muscle mass, we're gonna give less pain to your dog's knee, far increase the chance of having a normal recovery. I strongly encourage you to consider hydrotherapy. It's such a good supportive way to get your dog going through the range of motions of flexing and extending that knee, but it's done supportively. A small dog, you can do it in the bathtub. A mid-sized to larger dog, hopefully it's spring, summer, fall, it's not too cold, you can get your dog out into the lake. Regardless, you're getting your dog swimming. This alone is really key uh, to long-term positive results from an ACL injury. Lastly, I want you to consider some type of dog brace. The one we've got experience with is using the ortho dog cranial cruciate care knee brace. Uh, it's a non-rigid brace. It's easy enough for you to apply. Not only will it support the injured knee, it'll also support the other knee. And often we're seeing 60% of dogs, if they injure one knee, they're gonna tear the ACL on the other, other knee. So this knee brace is a great support decreasing the chance of the other knee being injured as well. Number three, here's a home remedy you probably haven't heard of and why I think you should be using in DMSO. What is DMSO? DMSO or dimethyl sulfoxide, it's derived from pine trees and it first was isolated as a byproduct of paper manufacturing, first isolated in the mid 1800s by a Russian chemist. It's also found naturally occurring in garlic as one of the roots 70 plus sulfur compounds. What's it used for? Well, a number of different things. And it's been proved to be really valuable in veterinary medicine. If you've yet to use it, you should consider it. The results of thousands of studies attest to its health promoting properties. It's a significant therapeutic anti-inflammatory and it holds a promise in a wide range of conditions. One for arthritis. It has the ability to penetrate tissues. DMSO shows value in reducing pain and inflammation in osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. Muscle tissue, strains, sprains. DMSO provides a rapid elimination of pain and increased mobility when used topically. Number three, this is more a specific veterinary treatment, but for some of the animals, they were treating a dog for chemotherapy. There's a drug called adriamycin used to treat lymphoma. If any of that was to get outside of the vein, cause horrible tissue damage, this is the only treatment we could use for that. DMSO has specific antiviral properties and has been shown to help uh, for herpes virus, huge. Then lastly, interstitial cystitis. It's such a huge issue with our cats, feline lower urinary tract disease. You can actually apply DMSO topically on the outside of the abdomen, over top of the bladder, do that twice a day. And it, this actually is a specific FDA approved pain relieving treatment for people with this chronic inflammatory condition. We should be using this in our cats. Number two, carcetin. I've talked about it. You probably forgot all about it. It's this wonderful pigment found in many plants, fruits, vegetables. It's in high concentration in red onion and apple peel. Some of the things carcetin can do, it's an important antioxidant. It can help with cancer. Great one for allergies. We've got an itchy dog. You wanna use consider using carcetin. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. It has documented antiviral activity. It's an antibacterial. It can help decrease the risk of heart disease and stroke. Currently, it's being studied as a treatment for COVID-19. The carcinogen dose is two milligrams per pound of body weight twice daily. At the very least, you've got a dog that has an allergy. You wanna to try to decrease the level of itchiness and consider adding in carcinogen. Lastly, the one big one I want to mention that uh, you probably haven't heard of as well is called plantain weed. 
plantain is native to Europe, certain parts of Asia. This is a perennial plant that produces these greenish flowers and has large oval shaped leaves. It's also happened to be grown as a weed all throughout my lawn. Quite possibly it's also in your lawn. But it's got a number of huge benefits. You know and I've just been picking it out of the lawn complaining about it. So hard to believe. First it's a really impressive topically anti-inflammatory and antibacterial. You get an insect bite, your dog gets a bee sting. Consider using the leaves topically as a compress. You can chop them up, grind them up, apply them topically. Want to increase the likelihood of a cut not getting infected. You've got wounds that are infected. Once again, you can use the leaves, chop them up, use them as a compress, apply them topically. Number three, allergies. Plantain also has antihistamine qualities. You can make a tea. The dose is a quarter of a cup, 20 pounds of body weight twice daily. Once again, that's done with using the leaves, turning them into a tea. You can also get cough relief from the tea. So you're using the leaves, turning them into a tea. The dose is 60 mils twice daily. Lastly, for cancer. What's more, test tube studies now suggest that plantain seeds may decrease several markers of inflammation and slow the growth of certain types of cancer cells. Wow, all in all, like this really overlooked weed, super beneficial for our dogs and cats. Well, thanks you guys for listening to this potpourri of diseases and remedies in today's podcast. This is podcast 107. I wanted to kind of highlight some of the ones that you probably have forgotten about, some of the new ones, things I think should be top of your mind and they potentially could help your dogs or cats. Questions or comments, feel free to post a comment on my blog at www.theinternetpetvet.com. You can send me an email to podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. I encourage you to subscribe, get a copy of my free book at veterinarysecrets.com. And lastly, I will be here talking to you guys again next week. It's Dr. Jones.